You're listening to The Message from the Hillsborough United Methodist Church, our weekly sermon broadcast available for working around the home, your commute, or wherever God calls you to listen. Good morning. My name is Leroy Barber. I'm the director of innovation for an engaged church in the greater northwest area of the United Methodist Church. It is good to be here this morning. Uh, it has been a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend where we celebrated Christ. We celebrated Christmas. And I pray that that has gone well for you and your family. And here we are today after Christmas, though, and it's an interesting day, right? And, and, and maybe I want to spend a little time today examining after the birth of Christ. What, what was the road? What, was the, what did it feel like? Let's, let's use our imaginations a little bit this morning as we dive into the scripture uh, and, and try uh, to get the feeling after the euphoria, right? So kind of like where we are right now today, right? Did you eat a lot yesterday? Did you uh, hang, hang with family? Any of those kind of things? Uh, your family might be leaving today, something. So the euphoria has happened, and now what do we do, right? That's maybe what some may have felt after the birth of Christ. I'm going to start with a scripture out of Matthew. I'm going to read it here for us. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go to worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen went and rose ahead of them until it stopped over the place that, where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed and worshiped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gold and frankincense and myrrh. But having been warned uh, in their dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. 
So uh, we know uh, we celebrate Epiphany later on, right? But uh, I think it starts, I think the path to Epiphany starts right away, right? So uh, all is going on. There's stars in the sky. There's people worshiping, right? Uh, shepherds had come uh, to worship and uh, all kinds of wonderful things happening around Jesus, uh, and the birth of Jesus, similar to what we celebrate. Now, uh, then it says these magi, uh, they see the star, they hear about it, and they are going to head to worship, uh, to worship Jesus, right? Uh, to worship this new king that had been prophesied. The problem is Herod hears about this. They, they, Herod calls them and finds out the story. Herod calls all of his folks together uh, to, to, what does this, what does this scripture say? What has been prophesied? I want to know, right? Uh, and so, uh, so, so he finds out and then he plots. I find it interesting that right after the birth of Jesus, we begin to see what Jesus really represents in the world. And that wasn't good news to Herod. We know that the birth of Christ, we know uh, that a life following Jesus, we know that this isn't always good news for everyone. The idea of that started right away. Herod didn't think this was good news. Herod saw his power going away. Herod um, was offended by this, it says. Uh, he became angry around it and right away begins to plot against Jesus. Uh, so, so one could say that like the day after this celebration, all hell broke loose, right? That, that, that this plot, uh, to kill Jesus that would happen at the cross 33 years later begins almost right away. Here's, a, here's, what, here's the first evil that happened right after that. Uh, when they had gone, the, the Magi, right? And the angel appeared, uh, uh, after they had gone, the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother to escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to do what? Search for the child and kill him, right? So, so right away, uh, what, whatever power Herod had, he saw a threat, and the threat was Jesus. Jesus instantly becomes a threat by becoming the light of the world incarnate, by showing up, simply showing up as light in the world to present that against the darkness of the world caused Havoc. And many children lose their lives. Right? Right after the celebration. So what is this? How does this how does this apply to us? What does this mean? So so we know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but raised in Nazareth. And he had to go to Nazareth to flee from being killed. His parents had to move instantly. 
What does this mean for us? How do we, how do we take in the celebration of a season that we love? How do we, how do we celebrate Jesus? How do we stay in a space of joy and peace and love and grace and wonder and all of those things? How do we live those out after, after we celebrate, after the holiday, after Christmas is over? How do we feel today, right, when we're back in it? When the family uh, is going to go back if they visited you. When the meals are over, right? Uh, after the gifts have been opened, here we are, right? Back in our lives. And I, I, I want to go through a couple things pretty fairly quickly. One, we know that uh, Jesus came to preach good news, Right. And, and represented that good news. And, and perhaps today we begin to think about how we preach the good news that we celebrated. The idea of love and grace and dignity for all people. How does that begin to live out? Jesus said this, uh, I didn't come to condemn the world. I, like that, that isn't my job. I came to bring life. How do we bring life today after we celebrate the risen king? Uh, Jesus comes that we might bring life and a new way of living, right? And we know after Jesus becomes of age and he begins to live it out differently. This is why he has dinner at Matthew's house, right? Hey, Matthew, right? we're going to eat at your place tonight. That idea of light in the world, bringing new ways to live can be preached out in us. What if we walk, begin to walk the sermon? Even if you're not a preacher, we use, I'm using that word, but, but I mean it in a sense of, of how do we begin to walk this, this sermon, this practical example of who Jesus in, is in the world in the midst of the society around us. The day after, right, we celebrate, we go out and we preach this celebration with our lives. The second thing I think Jesus, Jesus does here uh, is this idea that Jesus brings a, a, a protest against injustice, right? And we know this because as, as Jesus speaks out, as he confronts uh, uh, the injustices of the world, uh, we see it later in his life as he turns over tables, as he lifts the idea of loving our enemies, right? Uh, that, that these things begin a protest of the darkness, if you will, right? Light has come. How do you and I in the midst of, of, of a celebration, at the end of a celebration, take the idea that our, our work and our lives are a protest of the darkness around us. That we go after injustice in all of its forms. And we speak out, we confront, we overturn tables, right? <laughs> What does that look like on this day? The, 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 
you know, the injustice is worked out probably in, in my next point. It is how do we plan this? What is what does this look like? Right. Uh, and and, and a, a big way to look at it is we plan to make things right. Right. Like, like we we preach this thing by living it out, by walking these sermons. We we protest injustice and then we plan to make things right. Jesus walks this out. Right. Uh, the ideas when he talks about, hey, I got to go to Samaria and he talks to uh, the Canaanite woman and and all of these kinds of things. Jesus is planning to make things right where they are not. What, what comes to mind is diversity and equity and inclusion and all of these things that, that sit uh, with us all year long. After we celebrate the wonders of Christmas, what is your plan to walk it out? How do we make things right in the world? Knowing, knowing uh, that, that, that darkness and power will come against that work. But yet we've forged on this idea to represent diversity, to represent equity, and represent inclusion in all of its ways. And then what is our practice, right? And our practice is simple, right? Uh, that we're going to love our neighbors. That we're going to love others as we love ourselves. That we're going to treat other people the ways we want to be treated. That, 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 that after this celebration, here are these four things I present to you. Let's preach the gospel in all of its forms and its love and its grace and its dignity for all people. Let's protest the injustice in the world around us by speaking out and confronting it and overturning tables. Let's plan to make things right. In the practicals, right, of the world of diversity and equity and inclusion. And then let's live it contextually close. Let's love those around us. Let's love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Let's treat others the way we want to be treated. There's great stuff worth celebrating today. We've had, hope prayerfully, a wonderful week. And as we move quickly after Christmas, after the celebration of the birth of Jesus, let's let our work be what speaks for us in the world. Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your holiday. Thank you for listening to The Message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, 
or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroughumc.org. Thank you.